five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energized Podcast is back. So, if you are new to the Energized Podcast, welcome. And if you're a turning Energized listener, welcome back. So, Barry, how are you doing? I'm doing good today, Ross. Made sure to get all the research in, as always. I'm not going to say stay energized. It's very hard not to say it after you say as always. Yeah, but yeah. that's why we end the show. And we're only just beginning. So, Barry, tell us what is on today's show. Okay, so on today's football show, we're going to be discussing Paul Pogba. Um, over the last few weeks, there's been talk about Paul Pogba leaving Manchester United. So we're going to discuss it in depth. Then we're going to move on to racism in football because over the last week Mesut Ozil Arsenal's midfielder has been under some very big like scrutiny yeah and he's actually after retiring from German fo- playing for Germany because of this and then uh, we're going to also look over Liverpool's football team and discuss how impressive they've been over this transfer window and then we're going to discuss some of the transfers that have happened over the last week Roscoe I am very excited for today's show Plenty of news to discuss. You don't look that excited. What? You don't look that excited. It's all on the inside, bro. It's all on the inside. I'm, I'm, I'm containing myself. I'm containing myself. <laughs> More so, I'm excited to discuss the first topic, but I'm also be discuss- so, uh, also delighted when the first topic is over because Paul Pogba leaving United, I want that discussion to be over right away. But it's what's capturing all the headlines at the moment, so we must discuss it. So, first off, Barry... What's your take on it? Um, this is... I don't think this is going to be what you expected, but... Uh, okay, obviously, Paul Pogba, he's after winning the World Cup with France. Um, he was obviously in the change room. He was obviously the most inspirational person, if you haven't seen the videos of him, around the dressing room table, like, banging the table, being like, come on, let's do this to be legends, to be remembered in France and do it for the French nation and fam- friends and family and everyone. And then um, looking... Like so driven and like, uh, like it was so patriotic. Yeah. Whereas, uh, Manchester United, it doesn't really seem like that. I haven't seen any videos of him really being like, "Come on, lads." Yeah, you see him just more dancing around the change room. Yeah. He was like, "I want to party tonight, but first we have to win this." He was like, "I'm willing to die on the pitch for you guys." You know what I mean? We're not going to lose this game. Do you remember what it was like to uh, lose the Euros in the final? No team is better than us here. We're the best team in the world, and we're going to show them. And I was like, bloody hell, Pogba. I wasn't expecting him to be that vocal. Yeah. But, uh... It looked totally really out of character. Up, he really stood up and showed what was counted for. Like, it was like an inspirational video to watch. It was. It was... Uh, it, was it was so intimate. Mm. Like, normally, you'd never really see the changing rooms of football. I know in rugby, they show you at halftime, the changing rooms, yeah. which I always found very weird because the manager might be like, this is the tactic, lads, and then the other team mm. would see it. But, uh... I think before we go even, like more into this I think what's going to either happen with this situation is either Paul Pogba is going to be made captain or else Paul Pogba is going to leave Manchester United one or the other I don't mm. see any other situation happen so what, what way do you want to get into this conversation well I, I, well, obviously I'd rather become captain but uh, I just can't, I just want to say in my opinion it was definitely Benjamin Mendy who was recording that video he's mad on the blower is he yeah yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's mad for the gram Um. Also, wasn't he? He never starts. I was grand. Yeah, that was yeah. blow out. He didn't have to worry about it. But uh, look, 
I think Paul Pogba should just be made the next Manchester United. He clearly is passionate at the club. He didn't come back to the club for no reason. He came back because he wants to come there and win trophies. He wants to be successful. He wants to live up to that big price tag. He wants everyone around him to have the same mentality he does. And yeah, he is a bit of a messer. But I think maybe he should like knock that on the head a bit and you know show he's a leader in the change room. Okay, quick question. When Paul Popper arrived at Manchester United, obviously after signing that contract... Like it'll put a smile on anyone's face, yeah. but on a scale of one to ten, how happy do you think he was coming back to United and what he intended to do? I'd say he was ten out of ten happy. He, you know, the unveiling, you know, he changed world football when Paul Pogba signed. You know, what I mean, the hundred million transfer became the norm. Okay, and I think as time went on, he probably didn't realize that the Manchester United team wasn't as good as he probably expected, and then his standards probably lowered. He became less happy. It wasn't as much of a walk in the park to win the league as it was Juventus. So. And, yeah, so then at the end of this season, after losing the FA Cup as well, before he joined up with the French national team, what do you think, on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy was Paul Pogba at Manchester United? I'm going to say like 7 out of 10. Um, his, his wages are still like through the roof and that's always going to keep a smile on your face. Um, yeah, but I also don't think that the money is going to keep you as happy. Like, oh, no, because you know once you sort of have enough, you know what I mean? Like, you want to win. Yeah. Um, but Winners I think win. I think when he probably looks at it, he was like, right, in the last three years, since I got here, he's like, right, I've won Europa League, I've won a cup. Um, like we're progressing each year. We're, we're like since he's got there, United have got more points each season in the league. So like, yeah, but that's there only, is a progression. That's, a, that's only two years, though. Let's not forget. Yeah, but there is a progression. They they went from what fifth to second, you know, in the league. As in, like, wasn't it sixth? Well, maybe sixth. Okay, well, like they won the Europa League anyway. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but they went from you know fifth or sixth to second. You know, what I mean, like there's progression there. The team's clearly developing. It's getting better. But uh, you know, Paul Pog was a winner. And I think when he meets up with that French team, he looks at the players around him, he goes, everyone here is like good enough to beat anyone. So therefore, he's more confident in the team he has around him in France. I think he looks at the Man United team and people turn to him. They almost make him the scapegoat at times. And I think he probably doesn't like that. And the way the press sort of treat him, he also like probably isn't as happy at United. So... Before he joined up with the French national team, you said he was probably on a scale of 1 to 10, he was a 7. I'd actually say a 6... I would have probably said a bit less, but you said the money, so it was yeah. like you can't really cry at night when you're getting about at least two hundred grand a week. But then after winning the World Cup now with France, he's obviously back up to a ten. Yeah, out of ten. And I only just saw it there, and I can't believe this on Mauron Fellaini's Instagram. Mauron Fellaini's over in Pogba's gaff in LA with Nzonzi and Umtiti. I'm like, absolute Trojan men over there. You know what I mean, like they're all massive. Yeah, big dogs. Uh, yeah, the big dogs. I'm like. I find it funny that Fellaini's in Bogsbath over there. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I didn't see, like, not that I wouldn't say they're not mates, but I didn't, I wouldn't be like, come on over to mine, you know what I mean? But obviously it is. Maybe that's how Fellaini got the new contract. Pogba must be like, he's sound, man. Actually, Valencia's there as well. Is he? Yeah, I saw him, well. him holding the World Cup. Pogba must have been allowed to take it. Well, yeah. probably just Although just I think Griezmann it. had it first, and I think Pogba probably got it next. Is that the way it happens? Yeah, they all get a go. Well, it's all, uh, Griezmann brought it back to wherever he was. But then again, like, I wonder if they all have, like, a replica World Cup. Uh, who knows yeah, if, yeah, well, if, like, whoever's listening now if you know let us know okay right so then now Pub is over in LA at the moment obviously living the good life hanging around with the lads mm. even the basketball lads and he's obviously like taking a step back now looking at his career and he's like how do I continue this happiness because in Manchester 
he's getting slated all the time. Even when he plays well, the next week they slate him again because, like, in football, it's a week on, mm. week off, week on, week off. Like, every week there's a new... No one cares what you did last week. You have to perform again. Yeah. But that's the same in every sport, really, isn't it? But he's getting the spearhead of attack. Yeah. Um, now he has a situation where he's like, right, I'm linked with Barcelona, linked to Juventus, probably linked with PSG or Real Madrid, who knows? Yeah. But um, if, I put, if I always put myself in Paul Pogba's situation, I think because there's no direction at Manchester United, we don't even really know who the captain is. It's either Valencia, Smalling or Carrick. Carrick's now retired from football, so it's either Valencia or uh, Smalling. Smalling wasn't even in the English squad. Mm. Valencia, 33. Well, Valencia was named captain for the tour. I know he got injured now, but he was named captain for the tour, so like, I don't know what that means. Is permanent captain or not? Well, but, the, but like this is... I've never seen Valencia show sort of... Leadership. Leadership the way Paul Pogba did. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen many players do that, but... Yeah. Paul Pogba sort of blew me away doing that and they went and won. You'd almost be like, Matic should almost be captain. Like, you know what I mean? Like, big, strong centre midfield like, sort of dictates the game a bit more. I suppose I look at Valencia and go, I don't even know if his English is that good. Um, yeah, he does a solid job, but like, I've never once seen him give out to someone. So therefore, I'm just like, where, like, your captain should be a leader. It shouldn't just be, you know, the player who's been there the longest and like, does a good job in, in his position. If, if I was Paul Pogba now, I'd be either wanting to be either captain like definitely either be captain mm. like he's he's obviously world class or else leave Manchester United yeah. and obviously I think he's going to have a talk and be like right this is what I want and if he's not allowed to be captain I think if, if I was Paul Pogba I'd actually I'd actually leave Manchester United and mm. that like actually like is so annoying to say mm. because I obviously love Manchester United but if we have a player on our team that is of that level and not performing at that level and wants to leave well then, they should probably let him go. It's 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 a very scary look inside Manchester United without Paul Pogba in as well. Yeah. As in like, very reminiscent of an Arsenal looking team, isn't it? I'm about to start like, crying, man. <laughs> like it really is. As in like, if you take Paul Pogba out of that team, United become so far off Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs, um, City. You know what I mean? They they're sort of looking at Arsenal. And you're looking at like fifth or sixth place, and like completely fifth or sixth place, like not a top four side without him. No, and it will be frightening to see Manchester United start the season without him, and then the only player they've bought is Fred. I think another reason Pogba might go is the lack of ambition currently at United. You have no summer signings in bar Fred, like Delo. Like I think he played seven professional games for Porto, so like I'm not even going to count him. And then you have who will get to later Liverpool sign all the players. City like they won the league, they got Mares in. Uh, Spurs don't think about anyone. No. Arsenal, Arsenal have like been sort of like shoring up, like they've been filling the holes. You know I mean, I'm just sitting there going, "Where is, you know, his marquee sign in the summer? Like every summer, you know, they have a marquee sign, and they just don't have one this year. You know I mean, they don't all work out, but like, someone to get the fans excited. Someone, and like, it, it's not like they don't have the money as well. You know what I mean? It looks very flat. Um, like the thing is, like Ferguson would obviously sold Pogba or let him go, but um. Football's changed now mm. and it is more player power and I don't, if that's right or wrong it's just the world we live in right now but um, Mourinho has to change his managing style and be like look if I let Paul Pogba go now I mean he'll be the next man like Mourinho will get assassinated by the Manchester United fans Yeah, we, the United fans will not sit you, there and be you, like you let him go you can't let Paul Pogba go and sign Fellaini to a new contract you know what I mean like, you just can't be at that no um, and I like I'm fairly confident Pogba will stay. I I can't see him having 
all the United lads around to his gaff and then be like, by the way, lads, I'm actually leaving. You know what I mean? I feel like he dissed himself from the from the lads if he was leaving. Well, what do you think he's thinking right now? I think he's just looking forward to... I think he's probably relaxing. He's probably like, here, look, I won the World Cup. I'm going to take a few weeks off. I wouldn't be surprised and don't be shocked if he doesn't start the first game of the season. Just because going that deep in the World Cup, you know what I mean? He, he like needs his, his holiday. Yeah but, you, yeah, but like, there's obviously no smoke without fire. And if he was... He's obviously been linked to move away to Barcelona and Juventus mainly. Mm. He could easily come out with a post wearing a United jersey being like, lads, I'm staying. So what, like, what, what do you think's going on really? There's, so, there's something going on. 100%. Uh, especially with Juventus getting Ronaldo as well. Uh, I read one of the reports that Juventus are waiting to sell Pjanic uh, to maybe even potentially Barcelona and they'd use that money to go back in for Pogba. Uh, and like, they might sell Higuain as well. And they'd be like, right, sold Higuain, Pjanic. Got him Pogba, Ronaldo. I'm sitting there going, geez, that's incredible business. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where you can't really tell. Uh, obviously, we're Juventus fans. We'd be like, I think we're going to get Pogba back. Or for Barcelona fans, we think we're going to get Pogba. But more times than not, when all the rumours are around, the player ends up staying at the club. It's a far higher percentage. Like People are rumoured to leave all, all the time. And every single summer, Manchester United's biggest star is rumoured to leave the club. And for the last couple of summers, it's been David De Gea and he's, he hasn't gone. So I don't think Pogba will go. But the only problem is, is David De Gea's agent, as far as I'm aware, is Jorge Mendes. And he's got a very good uh, relationship with Manchester United. And then Pogba's agent is Mino Raiola. He would sell his own, his own mother to the fucking slave trade for, <laughs> for, for a couple of euros. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, he's like definitely the dodgiest agent in football. And... Well, the brokers great deals for his footballers himself, but he encourages everyone to move frequently. So, the, the, like, Pogba's going to have to get something here now. Yeah. It's like, like, I know reference in basketball, the way LeBron James, when he was with Cleveland Cavaliers, they were like, who do you need around you for you to produce mm. at the highest level? That, that's the, I think that's, because City are so strong, Liverpool are getting very strong, Arsenal are coming back, uh, Spurs, very strong again. Uh, am I missing anyone? Chelsea, mm. who really knows with them, but they're going to be investing as well. Uh, it's, the, it's the smart thing not to be like, right, Pogba, what mm. do you need? Well, if Pogba's on holidays with like Nzonzi and Umtiti, do you think he'd be like, lads, get me one of them, you know what I mean? And like, just keep him happy, you know what I mean? Preferably Umtiti, just because we already have, like, we don't really need Nzonzi, we have Maddox just like the same player. Yeah, but do you think like Mourinho sort of like if I allow this one player to get control over me then that's just going to open a floodgate of future stars to be like here look I want this I want that I want the other yeah but I think only certain stars have that pull you know what I mean and not only that but like the revenue Paul Pogba generates for Manchester United is absolutely frightening he'll be in the top five if not top three if not the top best sold jersey at Manchester United or in Premier League this year you know what I mean and sometimes, you know, if you're giving Pogba something, he's going to give you something back. You know what I mean? It's not a yeah. give him all this and then he'll go thanks and then still not produce the goods. I, I almost like look at him being like, here, look, if we play the France style of football, who do you think we need to be successful the way France were? Yeah, well, he's had to be in United now for the last two years and we still don't have a proper, uh, like, formation. Mm. But I think a lot of United's problems are is literally an attack. So therefore, like Pogba can do all the magic in midfield, and like he can create an assist, like a few himself. But like those sort of three 
to four or more forward positions than him on the pitch, they seem to like be on a drought of gold. So therefore, he can only like give them the ball so much, and then they have to do the business. So I think a lot of Pogba's unfair, unfair criticism has come from the other Man United players not performing. And with that, if United were winning a handful more games last season, if United won three more games last season than they did, they would have had 90 points. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you had 90 points, that would win you the league 10 times out of 10 any other year. You know what I mean? I oh, know, but they still didn't. I know, yeah, but if they had 90 points, you can't be like, terrible season. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, but the style of football was also another thing as well. I know, yeah. Like, you, I, w- I would have been more happy to like take 10 points away from our overall total to be playing better. I know, but the thing is, your style is less criticised when you win more. I know, but it's just, it's just the way Liverpool, Man City, even Spurs were playing such a different style of football oh, and yeah, a better style that you know they were goals. just you know they were just so disappointing and now we have like the likes of like De Gea might be like here do you know what lads I've been here and I've wanted to leave for the last three if not four years can I go uh, there's no leadership at the back in defence really uh, Paul Pogba is sort of like I don't know what I want to do he's sort of waiting for United to make a first move and it's like make the first move where we need something like even Martial's been linked with Chelsea like he he thrived there at Chelsea he's mm. just so unhappy at United so because he's not getting his game so it's sort of like mm. United need, Mourinho needs to go this is the formation this is the type of football I want and this is the way we're going to play because yeah. it looks like he, he's, he's sort of like doesn't want to rock the boat at everyone like Darmian's still there I know Bailey's just after leaving uh, Smalling, Jones Lindelof ba- Bailey they're all there like it he needs to like clear out. Yeah, there, needs to, be, there needs to be like five in and five out. Yeah, yeah. Like we got like, a, we got another goalkeeper in. Yeah, we don't need that other goalkeeper. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like who wants to sit on the bench? Lee Grant was like, oh, "I'll sit on the bench. Yeah. Get in here, quick, <laughs> quick." <laughs> it's like, oh, who did we sign? We signed oh, one the la- one of the teams who got relegated. We signed their sub goalkeepers. Like, oh, brilliant! Thanks very much. Yeah. and he's like relegated. Yeah, well. yeah. Although he kept a clean sheet in the second half. What? what a man He kept a clean sheet In the second yeah, half United yeah. definitely signed him Because he was yeah. brilliant Against United in one game But yeah. the thing is It needs That needs There's too much of a mess To be sorted out Like it needs to be like Right Pogba What do you mm. want What do you need And what will make you better And then therefore He'll stay If they cater to his needs And make him Become the superstar That he really wants to be Then he'll thrive I just don't see why It hasn't happened already I know Zlatan was in Two years ago And then like Him not being part yeah. of this season Really really Didn't help anything And then Pogba just needs to be the main man and they need to be like don't show me before every match there is and on Sky Sports they show the main player and yeah. like, sometimes it's Pogba or sometimes One it's Sanchez or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it needs to just be Pogba needs to be the main man yeah he needs to be almost like the equivalent of like Liverpool Salah it just needs yeah. to be like every time he's be like he's going to do the business the or face, Kevin yeah. De Bruyne uh, for yeah. City it just needs to be like he's the man yeah. everyone's going to run through him I look you know as well and it's like you need about Three out at the back and two in. You know what I mean? Like if they have too many players who are just the same, like six, seven out of ten at the back, and I'm sitting there going, not good enough. And then you get to you get to sort of the midfield and like last year season, I was just looking and go, those players never got like a string of ten games in a row together. And no. then the attack, they don't even know what formation to play with the attack, and they just seem to be completely all over the place. No prop, no real like problems seem to have been addressed from the summer. And uh, like there's still talks of like is Luke Shaw gonna play? Is he not gonna play? Uh like what do we have Young and Valencia again as wing backs for the year? Doesn't really seem up to scratch. I'm sure Pog was sitting there watching him being like Look at the French team I had, like everyone was played this lovely free flowing football, 
everyone wanted to be on the ball, everyone worked hard for each other. And then you look at United and it's just like people are just completely playing out of position at all times and like all times. We're, just, we're just trying to make it work, you know? Yeah. It's like Rashford and Martial are strikers and they're playing wing. Valencia and Young are wingers and they're playing wing back. Like I'm just sitting there going like that's four players in the pitch who are not playing their position. And then who knows who's gonna play the number ten position. Like sometimes Sanchez plays there. He's not actually number ten either. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there going, I'm not surprised if he's frustrated. I know that's that's why I, I actually I wouldn't blame him for leaving. No. But the thing is, I, I'm standing here now as you know the fan being like, let him what give him what he wants. Yeah, give him the keys. Give him the keys and let him be the be the main man. Get, make him the captain. Let him do what he wants, and then the whole team will go with the flow. Yeah. So do you think he's going to stay or go? <laughs> I think he's going to stay. I think uh, he's been paid very well at United. He's got like, his endorsement deals like suits him stay United. He's the main man there. And just due to the fact that he has like Fellaini and like, a few lads over on holidays with him in LA. I, I like, I don't, if I was in his shoes, I wouldn't be on holidays with the lads I'm about to leave. Especially Fellaini. Yeah. Although Fellaini might be like, do you know what? Juventus could be good lads. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like Get a big part deal for me there, Paul, will you? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I won't be surprised if he goes, but that means Mourinho's after seriously fucking up. Yeah. And that, uh, I'll lose, like, like Mourinho, like, serial winner. But the thing is, two years, still playing four players out of position now for starting 11. So that's, like, almost half. Well, well it basically is half the team if you take away the goalkeeper. You know what I mean? Because yeah. can't really play him out of position. Yeah, and then, um, uh, Pogba... Sorry, you threw me off there. Um, you say something. Okay. Well, wait. Look, way I look at it is, Mourinho has to completely change it up. He ha- he's going to have to come up with a new formation that suits Pogba. Probably play three in midfield the way France did. Uh, and all those players are going to have to work completely for the team because like Matuidi sort of played a wide left position and it was sort of a bit more attacking. But obviously Matuidi's not a wide attacking player. But obviously he worked going forward. He'd go forward and then back, he'd do his defensive shift. So those United players who play in those attacking roles, like your Sanchez, like your Martial, like your Rashford, they're also going to have to do the defensive work as well, which they're probably not used to doing. And if anyone I see on that left-hand side to do that, it's probably going to be Sanchez because, in fairness, he does work hard for the team yeah. when he is gone. So, uh, yeah, so basically, sorry, what I was going to say was uh, if Pogba leaves, then Mourinho should leave as well. Yeah. Because none of his ideas have worked. His main players that he bought haven't really worked out or left. So... If Pogba stays, he should be made captain. If Pogba leaves, Mourinho should probably leave as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it, fair. I think, um, and in fairness, a few people actually said it to us that like have been Chelsea fans previously that like when Mourinho leaves, he leaves the club in tatters. And if he sells Pogba and then leaves, he's left the club in tatters. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let us know if you think Paul Pogba will stay or will he go. And. Should Mourinho go with him if he does go? Yeah. Sixty-seven uh, percent of people on our Instagram polls said that Paul Pogba will actually stay. So uh, if you haven't checked out our Instagram, do check that out. Uh, now we're going to move on to racism in football, and we're going to discuss Mesut Ozil leaving and retiring from the German national team. Um, do you want to explain what happened? So basically, before the work uh, World Cup, Mesut Ozil and Gundogan, or however you say his name, is oh, was after. Oh, was it after? I thought it was before. Uh, they went and met with the Turkish Prime Minister. And obviously a lot of the German fans are like, why are you meeting up with him? There's obviously some sort of, like, Kurdish is like sort of race within Turkey. And like, 
there's a lot of hate between the Kurdish and the German uh, people. And they were just like disappointed that Ozil went and met up with him and like went to the basically prime minister of Turkey's house and was like had a meal with him and sat down and shook his hand and got all the photos of him because obviously they hate him. It's a bit like, I suppose, not quite the same extent. An Irish person going over, like Robbie Keane going over having dinner with the Queen. That's people what are I, like, you know what I mean? That's what I was trying to compare it to. Yeah. yeah I was wondering. Uh, but like, I don't think Irish people would be so hatred towards him. I think, obviously you get a few comments there, but like, Ozil after retiring from football over um, I also think Ozil's probably made a scapegoat of German football for the last two um, international tournaments. People have find him, because he sort of looks lazy on the pitch, people like to just point out to Ozil and go, it's his fault and that's it. But look, no one on the World Cup stage performed for Germany. Um, so, I would think it's more so he was made a scapegoat of the World Cup and then this was the icing on top. What, what? do you think, Adam? Well, you, you can't really argue that Ozil had a terrible tournament and in the last couple of years he's... What, Wandered been, in and out of games. Yeah, but he's been like a 6 or a 7 out of 10. He scores goals against the weaker sides. He never, he, he, it's not as if they were playing Real Madrid in the, World, in the Champions League. He, he'd stand up. Mm. Uh, obviously, he's won the World Cup of Germany. Been, been part of the national team for probably a solid 10 years ever mm. since he went to uh, or even before he went to Real Madrid but um, this racism thing um, I want to touch on this more because obviously even going into the World Cup Dan, uh, Danny Rose was saying that he didn't want his uh, family to come over because they didn't want to be racially abused which is fair point but mm. it, it looked like there wasn't that much racism in the World Cup anyway. I, I was actually almost surprised because the Russians have a terrible reputation for racism um, there seems like I didn't hear of any news reports saying there was a lot of racism at the World Cup. No, I didn't hear anything. Yeah, so therefore, like, fair play to Russia. Like, they managed to, in fairness, they managed They're, to have a full World Cup without anything. Like, no one like died, or I didn't hear anyone got stabbed. Now, in fairness, could happen, but I didn't hear any of it. Yeah, neither did I. So, like, and I've, I feel like we were fairly clued into the news. So, I, I think it's a bit bad that the one person who does retire due to racism is racial abuse from your own country. That's the thing. That's that's quite unique as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, like Mesut Ozil is half Turkish. Um, Gundogan is also half Turkish, and Kadir is, I think, Turkish yeah. as well, isn't he? Um. Yeah, but the thing is, they didn't mind celebrating it when he scored goals. Yeah. But now they turned their back on him. Uh, very strange from a country that, like, we've been to Germany mm. a couple of times, and there was never really like any overly racist things going on. Really, was there? No, I, I, I've never got a sense of racism. Within Germany. I think what didn't help though. Is one of the former German managers. I can't think of who it was. It wasn't someone who I recognise his name. He said that was disgraceful. And they should be like excommunicated. And like not allowed back into Germany. And obviously there's that old sort of guard in Germany. That probably do have that bit more of a. Almost like fascist sense of politics over there. Yeah. It probably dates mm -hmm. back to like you know. Back in the World War days. And they're probably just like. Here look he's not one of ours. And he's meeting with the enemy. So. We don't want him. And then it it's sort of... He's just an easy person to dig out when you're looking for an excuse, Ozil, isn't he? It seems to be everyone's go-to person. Like, even at Arsenal, at Germany, being like, ah, it's Ozil's fault. Yeah, but he does sort of bring it on himself from mm. not really tracking back or it looks like he's not trying at times. And we've seen Arsenal mm. not try at times as well. Uh, but, like, Germany have also had, like, numerous Polish players playing as well, like Podolski and Klose. Mm. But... Uh, this sort of racism thing, like I can't believe, pe like the same people would have been celebrating when he was lifting that World Cup, and then to like take the piss out of his like 
religion like as you know like certain religion mm. uh, certain countries are more religious than others like obviously Turk would be mad into their religion mm. uh, like I don't know even like Saudi Arabia they'd be mad into yeah. religions and stuff but I, ca- I can't believe like we put a poll out today another one yeah. and we were asking about like will racism in sport ever stop and like over 83% of people said that it will never end which is uh, it's ridiculous first of all but it's very yeah. sad to see as well because like if you even look at like the Irish football team there is like people of like African descent mm. uh, look at England people of African descent there was also memes going out about uh, the French team compared to like 30 years ago how there's way more black players than white players yeah it's a, uh, it's weird because it's sort of like they pick the time they're gonna be racist. Mm. It's like when they're winning the matches, nah, they're all grand. But when they're losing, they're pick they're being yeah. racist. I, I I think sport brings out like the most passionate side of a, a person, and it also brings out like when like it's, it's not going your way, you try and say the like most hateful thing per- possible to the opposition, and like sometimes it does come across. Well, well, a racist comment, racist comment, should never be said. But sometimes it is a racist comment. And, like, it's not something that should ever be accepted, but sport brings out the most passion that you can ever become inside you. And then you just want to, like, absolutely abuse the other person <laughs> as bad as you can. And that's where the racism comes out, out in it. And that's why I don't think it will ever go away in sport. Yeah. I've, you see, I, I thought this was almost, like, disappearing because if you look at the English teams, remember when Rooney was playing for United, he'd score against all the clubs and all the other clubs would be, like, you fatball prick. And then, like, oh, so now this the white shirt... <laughs> What? As soon as he puts on the white shirts, he's then no, God's they, gift. No, 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 no. They still hate Rooney, but like now, during this World Cup, the whole, uh, the whole of England united. Mm. So I thought it was like okay, racism is sort of leaving, but now all of a sudden Ozil's getting racist abuse. It's so weird. Like I, I still can't believe people actually get racially abused for what skin they have. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. they, if they're like holding an Irish passport. Yeah, you know what I mean? gotcha. It's it's a, so because Christie had it for Ireland. Yeah, sorry, Chris had it for Alan, yeah. He was getting racially abused, and I was sitting there going, I've never actually witnessed it in real life, someone, like, actually getting racially abused at a sports event. Like, it was funny, because they used to say that, I was over in London, and I was watching the FA Cup final, and this guy was, like, absolutely, like, laying into Lingard. It was a Chelsea fan, and I was like, come on, you're going to be cheering for him in a month's time, like, <laughs> probably give it a rest, and he was like, yeah, you're right, but today I fucking hate him. I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ, man, like, take it easy. It's, like, a, it's almost like football is more of a religion than religion. Yeah, it is. And it, it's sort of weird. When I was over there as well, like, someone, like, started having to go with me because I was Irish. And I was, like, this was, like, on night out. And they, they were like, you hate us Brits. And they started getting my face back. I was like, you're Jesus, man. I was like, we're all humans at the end of the day. You know what I mean? We, we ha- just happen to be born somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, and you shouldn't have a preempted hatred against someone because your skin is a certain colour or you're a certain religion. And, like, there's no place in the world for that anywhere, let alone on sports, and especially the way that unites a country. Like, if you actually look at, at like, the Champs-Élysées, or whatever it's called in France, and it was absolutely round with people. I think there was, like, one and a half million people in Paris watching the final all together. Yeah, yeah, And, like, yeah. it's incredible to think that how much sports can bring people together. And, like, we were saying that the World Cup itself is an occasion that brings the world together like there's no, nothing else. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think any other competition in the world can do that. And then for someone to be on the opposite end of that, that they've been like becoming outcast due to a World Cup, I think is disgraceful. I feel like I feel like racism is such like an old thing, and mm. like keeping that sort of thing alive is it's almost like that person itself. If like whoever's actually sitting at home and and it is actually a racist, and someone goes by on the TV and they're like that white fuck. Like I mean, that person just needs to like not 
be yeah. part of any. Yeah, they need to be like excommunicated from soy. They yeah. need to put like the races in the corner and then yeah. just lob a grenade in there and like <laughs> hope, hope it does the business. Fl- float them to Mars. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Ozil, do you think he's going to come back or... Do you think no, it, I think he's done. He's also, what, 30 now? Yeah. Yeah, so like I think he, he's done that. Like really see... He could have played the Euros. He's probably not going to play the Euros no, now. No. Uh, I don't even know if he get into the Euros team with his form as of recent. Uh, he's probably going to go to Arsenal, collect that new fat paycheck after he signed that new deal. and uh, He'll just finish out his last two years or so there. Who knows? Uh, this It probably rules out a move, him moving back to Germany for a year or two Say when so, he's yeah. reti- about to retire. Yeah. But uh, let us know what you think about racism and football anyway. I thought it was sort of going, uh, going away, but... I don't know. Bit disappointing. Yeah. But, uh, here's Andrew is trying to fix things, you know. Trying to fix the world. Yeah. But, one uh, podcast at a time. One podcast at a time, yeah. But uh, we're going to move on to Liverpool football team now. Um, we were actually asked to discuss Liverpool on how brilliant they've done over this transfer window. Like, even to name a few names. Alisson, the Brazilian goalkeeper. Brazilian number one goalkeeper. has had to come from Roma for, like, £60 million. Uh, they got Shakiri for £13 million. Uh, they got Fabinho for about... 40 was around 40 million yeah. pounds and then uh, they got Keita last year and he's now arriving for around 40 million pounds as well yeah, wasn't it like that. yeah yeah something like that uh, they're the names of note that have joined the club to add to Salah Mane uh, Firmino. Firmino and the rest but uh, mm. Ross what you make of this do you, I think what, do you think Liverpool are the most are, are the have done the best business over the summer by an absolute long while. Like, I look at Liverpool's squad now and they have Alisson goal. Like, all right, Carrius had an absolute mare in the Champions League final. Yeah. But as a backup goalkeeper, very, very good. Robertson looked very solid on the left. Trent Alexander-Arnold on the right looked very good towards the end of the season. Van Dijk is in man mountain in centre half and he's playing with the self-proclaimed best defender in the world, <laughs> Dejan Lovren. And Joel matchups there as well. Like, Getting solid across the back, they could maybe do with a, a wing back just to like shore up that on either side. If someone can play both sides, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, if they got another defender. Yeah. Although Fabinho could play that as well. Yeah, he could play right back as yeah. well. And then like like Fabinho and Keita, their numbers absolutely smash Henderson and Miller's numbers out of the park. Like more interceptions, more pass completed, higher percentile pass completion. Like if they're the new midfield duo in there to let the rest of the players go forward. I think that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate the way Oxide Chamberlain's out for nearly the full of next 100%. season as well. And I'd say uh, Henderson and Milner are disappointed as well because they did so well as a trio. And now that trio is going to be broken up. Keita is obviously going to come in and probably is Fabinho is going to come in also. So it's probably going to be those two. And maybe Henderson, just because he's club captain, he almost gets a spot by almost default. You also have Wijnaldum in there who's also in for one of those spots as well so like great cover as well yeah like a few like for like swaps in there and then up top you have Firmino Mane and Salah and then obviously you have Shakiri to fill in any sort of injuries or substitutions need to be created and Shakiri's a great man to bring off the bench for the last three minutes if you need a goal like, yeah 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 Liverpool look frighteningly good that's they're a that's de- a solid solid squad. Yeah, like they're definitely the team challenge city for the title this year. And their problem last year was not having a big enough squad. Yeah. So now they're after adding players that are probably better than the players they have. Mm. Whereas, like, if you look at United, they're pro- they add players that are actually sort of worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we're almost like adding understudies in. Yeah. Um. Look, Liverpool have absolutely smashed this transfer window out of the park, and I'm not gonna lie, Fabinho was a player who was linked to United for a very long time. Like everyone was very high on him. I would love to have him and. I actually was looking at a video four days before Liverpool signed and been like Fabinho to United perfect fit yeah. and then next thing you know there he is with Liverpool jersey I just can't believe they got Alisson 
That's yeah. the one I was really shocked by. Yeah, like he, was, he was keeping Ederson out of the team. Yeah, I know. Man, was, Man City's it, Ederson, the goalkeeper. It was absolutely incredible to see. He's like a brilliant shot stopper. Yeah. And it's actually quite funny because I was talking with a Liverpool fan. He was saying, oh yeah, we put seven by him in the Champions League um, in the Champions League semi-finals over the two games or whatever. But then he goes, we actually put like eight or nine past Ederson in the Champions League quarterfinals. Hmm. You know what I mean? So he was like, and like Ederson was like, Rivaling De Gea for best goalkeeper in the league last year, yeah. So therefore, like Liverpool have very much shored up that defensive. You know what I mean? They have. Well, yeah, I think they need like probably I mean, another centre half. Yeah. But like in terms of, I think the goalkeeper was almost more important than centre half. Oh no, because like yeah. Lovren, he can be solid at times, but he's also dodgy at times. You know what I mean? Like as in like I'm I'm pretty sure with Van Dijk beside him, Lovren will probably become more solid. Yeah. And like Liverpool just And your team's never going to be perfect as well No But it's, it's actually quite funny Because Klopp has now spent 400 million At Liverpool And he still hasn't won a trophy there So like They have to win some sort of silverware this year Whether it's an FA Cup A League Cup They have to win something I know It's it's funny how All these teams are investing so much money Yeah And then Only like realistically Two trophies really matter The Premier yeah. League and the FA Cup and that. Well obviously but Champions League Yeah but Most teams aren't in that But yeah. The amount of money these owners are putting in And like if you win the League Cup Unless Unless you win the Charity Shield as well Then it, it's nothing mm. You know what I mean It's so weird There, There is There is still that look Of the Liverpool team That I don't think They'll be able to catch City Just yet But Do you reckon Liverpool Are done for the summer now I don't think there's another Big name coming in for them I'd be f- shocked if there was uh, It's 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 sort of a Tricky situation Because What they have up front is sort of unrivaled, as in mm. the way Manny, Firmino and Salah get mm. along, it's just yeah. perfect. So you don't want to rock the boat. Shakiri is obviously was a bit of a moan bag at Stoke, so he might he could be a bit moany not getting on for Liverpool, but uh, but I think if Liverpool are challenged for the league, you'll like happily play yeah. a bit more, a bit part role. Yeah. Maybe the year after yeah. that could be more of a trouble because he was getting relegated with Stoke, yeah. so going for the league is a mm. whole different game. But uh, fair play to Liverpool, man, mm. it's. Uh, they also have Daniel Surge as well. I actually okay. forgot about him. You see, I, I didn't really mind Liverpool until mm. when they got Allison and goal. I was like, oh shit, this yeah. is this is means business. And then you look at United and you're like, who the, who the fuck's Lee Grant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 35 year old. Also, Stoke. Like, Liverpool could do, if they want to get better that squad again and get in centre half, there's someone like people like who I look at, like Sturge, I look at Lana, I like. To me, like they're sort of dead weight at the club. You know what I mean? They're not players who are Just ever gonna injury prone. Yeah, Ingsy. injury prone. Not gonna. Yeah, you look at them. You can sell those three players, and then maybe buy your centre half. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, and sure, yeah. Lovren's about like thirty one, thirty two, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they are going to do a bit more in business, but I think they have to do a bit more on the sales side first. Because I named all those players, and then I didn't name like like Moreno. He must be worth like eight or nine million to a Spanish side, uh, like. Lana must be worth 15 million to one of the English sides and then Sturridge probably worth 15 million to one of the English sides you know what I mean and there you go you have another 40 million in the bag to buy yeah. a top class centre half it's sort of funny the way people would sort of call Mourinho more of a dictator than Klopp right but if you sort of look at it Klopp is there hugging all the players mm. best mates with them but he's no problem getting someone in to take their position yeah. whereas it, it almost seems like Mourinho's afraid to pull the trigger to take someone out yeah. you know what I mean even the way Sanchez was very very poor in the second half of the season and he, he always played 90 minutes as yeah. well. Whereas Klopp is no problem changing it. You know I mean? he, it it's almost like Mourinho's stubborn to a, I brought you in so you have to play. Yeah. It's sort of like Klopp has, is sort of being loyal to the team 
Whereas Mourinho's sort of being loyal to the player. And yeah. in doing so, he's actually jeopardising other relationships. Mm. So Klopp's sort of like, here, look, you're a squad player. Yeah. You're part of the squad. That's it. Whereas mm. Mourinho's like, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Let's mm. see what happens. But, and, uh, uh, and speaking of just like transfer business, do you feel like Chelsea are going to be very active in the next two weeks? Now that Sarri's in, he's going to be looking at the players he wants. Hazard looked like he could be out. Courtois could be out. Willian could be out. That's like half Chelsea's core yeah. core side. Like they're going to be very active in the transfer window going forward, aren't they? Yeah. As uh, Sky Sports said that, uh, sorry, excuse me. Sky Sports said that Chelsea are going to be having a key showdown meetings with these lads. Those three you just yeah. named: Willian, uh, Hazard, and Courtois. If you had to sell one, would it be Willian? Because like considering they're talking sixty million from, uh, probably not unless you could get Martial because mm. he is sort of old. Well, old like he's thirty, but I mean. Martial would be a great sign for anyone, mm. but it's the World Cup is really a, it's in the way of yeah. trying to progress any team. Like Mourinho needs mm. all his players back now and be like, what's the story? You know I'm I mean? actually not joking. For Man United, I must be looking at. I was just hoping that all Man United's targets were at the World Cup, and that's why we haven't pulled the trigger yet. Yeah. So like maybe Perisic is in the pipeline for United, and uh, maybe one or two others. But the way I look at it, I was like, I really pray to God, Man United are buying people from Belgium. Croatia and France and that's why we haven't bought them because they're at the World Cup and Panama of course Panama that centre half that big 115 kilo fella yeah but uh, let us know what you think about Liverpool I'm sure Liverpool fans are absolutely jumping for joy yeah but uh, there's just we're going to move on to some transfers that are after happening there recently uh, Daily Blinds after leaving Manchester United got to Ajax for around 18 million pounds yeah. great resale by United yeah. he wasn't being used that much um, at one stage him and Chris Smalling had a great centre half partnership I'm not going to lie he made Smalling look great because he was such a good ball playing centre half uh, but he didn't have the height to play there you look he was a good servant to the club yeah. he lifted a few trophies yeah. he's gone back on I wouldn't be surprised if Ajax made him captain ok leave it at that um, then also another one that went under the radar but for a lot of money uh, Anderson's after leaving Lazio to go to West Ham for £46 million um, West Ham West Ham spending big. They've got uh, Wilshire in as well there now. Like they're looking to new stadium. You know what I mean? They're really looking to sort of kick on. I think they want to be up there with sort of Everton, Leicester cities of the world and challenge with those players. So fair play to West Ham going out there, spend the money, getting the players in. Um, I look West Ham and think they could be good this year. Yeah, it's the London thing, isn't it? Yeah, London new stadium. Although I do still feel like they need a striker. I don't know if Arnautovic is good enough to play up front for the season especially yeah. considering he wasn't a striker now they're like now you're the main man yeah then uh, also supposedly Rich Harrelson has passed the medical with everything for about 50 million, 50 million pounds he's only 21 uh, he didn't score that many goals in the second half of the season for Watford but he was very good in the first half he was also signed by Silva yeah at Watford and now he's sign- Silva's fin- signing him for everything as well this is a massive fee with a big risk I think uh, this is really Marco Silva putting a stamp on it. You were you were high on him at, at the start. Begin, at yeah, the start, at the start of the season. season. Yeah, um, but at the end of the day, it's easy to be high on somebody scoring every week. You know what I mean? True. It's like he's doing great, and then he did fade away. And well, Silva left as manager as well. So. That that is true. Also, I just think that I'm just looking at going fifty million is a lot for someone who scored what like ten goals in a season, yeah. and I've only seen him play one season, so I don't know whether is he going to have second season syndrome where he's not as hot the second season. Who knows? Like I look at him and go. Almost nanny esque in a way, like a lot of fast to him, but like in fairness, he does deliver an end product. So therefore, I don't know. Just fifty million seems like a lot. Was Wayne Rooney number ten at everything? 
And he went back. Or was he eighteen? I think, I think he was. I thought he was number eight. Was he? I'm not too sure. All right. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. And then uh, for Irish news, James McLean's after leaving West Brom, going to Stoke. Uh, Stoke are now in the championship as well. What do you think of that? So it went from one relegated team to another relegated team. Yeah. That seems. I feel like players like James McLean are almost like managers in that area. They do the like the merry go round those clubs. Like you'll probably play for like Swansea. You'll probably play for you know Hall or whatever. Um, look, I think Stoke are probably a better outfit than West Brom to come would, back up. I would not argue um, that. The only thing that they're maybe missing is if West Brom can keep Rondon, I think they have a good chance of like maybe coming back up. But they've after losing Johnny Evans at the back and their defense is very very old. Um, I think Rondon's linked with like West Ham or something. Yeah, so like, I don't. He, I think James McLean knows West Brom is a sinking ship. They're not they primed to come back up. They're too as old. Opposed to Stoke, not many of their players are actually that fired for it. Bar Shakiri, so therefore they basically have the same squad that they got relegated with. To try and come back up with and if they could buy one or two maybe younger players. I think they could do well. And how could he turn down the chance to do the robot with Crouchy as well? You know, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, that sort of wraps up the transfers from the week, yeah. really. Like, um, the other one, the other one that like was happened tonight is that Malcolm transfer seems very bizarre. Um, Roma were looking to get him, the range of medical, and then Barcelona after coming in and been like, "We want you." And now he's gonna go to Barcelona. But I, I'm not too familiar with him or whatever. But just like as a player, can you imagine that at the eleventh hour you're going to Roma, and then next thing you know, Barcelona pick up the phone. That must be an incredible feeling because yeah. like. You're going from someone who's going to finish probably second at best in the Serie A to like possibly win the Champions League. It's a different gravy, isn't it? Yeah. The man, the, the agent must have been creating a few deals. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's another thing here actually. You saying Bolt is going to the Australian League on trial to try out with a few teams. Have, oh. you, see, have you seen him play football? Yeah, First of all, Joey's left-footed. Is he? Yeah. I've seen him like kick the ball and he looks like, you know when you've like, you get sort of somebody who's never played football and you go kick the ball and they don't like kick it properly. Yeah. He looks like he doesn't kick it properly, yeah, yeah, if that yeah. makes sense. No, I get that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at him going, it's a bit like if you're trying to kick the ball with your bad foot and he, he just looks terrible. But like he's actually so fast that you just sort of have to play him through. If you could just get him to like learn the offside very like, yeah, well. Yeah, like Torres. Yeah. Remember Torres, you just get the ball straight through. Yeah, it's yeah. like learn the offside well and just do shooting practice. He could probably work out well in the Australian yeah, yeah. League. Also, like, why does he go to America? Sport, why does he play in America? Probably not good enough. I think the standard in America is probably higher than it is in Australia. I wouldn't argue yeah. that. Yeah. So like, the, the, you probably like, you probably like, I'll do a year there, I'll get better, and then I'll go to America. He'll probably go to Beckham's team if it works out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, well, that, that sort of wraps Be- up the Beckham, transfers. Anyway. Beckham, Beckham's team is just going to be a team of like the Harlem Globetrotters. It's just like Gordon Ramsay's got to be like one of the players from <laughs> the teams. That it's just like whoever, whoever like was good at football yeah. as a celebrity is like play on Beckham's team. Le- LeBron James, the centre back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, 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 and Dwight Howard. Uh, like, I, 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 I think that sort of wraps up the show. Like, we can't really go much further on a football show than that. But uh, if you do like the football show, definitely do give us a shout out. Um, yeah, the Premier League starts back in three weeks, by the way. Yeah, uh, it actually starts the day before your birthday, is it? Yeah, tenth yeah, of August. Tenth of August. Uh, United are playing Leicester City on a Friday night, which is great. Hopefully, the Premier League will do plenty of Friday night football. Yeah. Uh, we'll be watching together. Obviously, we'll be having a few drinks for your birthday. It's going to be a great time. Can't wait for the Premier League start. Next week's show is going to be lit. There's hundred percent going to be more transfers. 
The week after is going to be even more lit because we'll probably be like getting closer to the start of the season. Everyone want to get those players in. Yeah. And we'll probably do prediction in two weeks' time for the Premier League yeah. and where we're going. Also, if you want to, if you want us to do a fantasy football uh, league, let us know as well. Maybe you should have said that at the start of the show, but YOLO. So, guys, thanks again for staying tuned. And as always, stay energized. energized.